Now it's like college. Yeah. All right, I want to talk about something. All right. I, I like to... Uh, I'd like to say something. That prepared tonight. All right, Alan. Hello. How about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin City. <laughs> you guys might not know this, but I consider myself a bit of a loner. I tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack. But when my sister brought Doug home, I knew he was one of my own. And my wolf pack, it grew by one. So were there two of us, there were two of us in the wolf pack. I was alone first in the pack, and then Doug joined in later. And six months ago, when Doug introduced me to you guys, I thought, wait a second, could it be? And now I know for sure, I just added two more guys to my wolf pack. All right. Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas looking for strippers and cocaine. So tonight, I make a toast. What? What do you got there? Oh, oh yeah! Oh, 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 fuck God. Yeah. What are you doing? People want you not yeah. to do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, Doug. Oh, you guys are all part of my wolf pack. <laughs> oh, oh, Doug man. is getting married. That'll be yeah. that'll be going down for real here yeah, this weekend. This bigger. weekend in the Bahamas, down in Old Hope Town. It's getting oh. real. Yeah, well, it's getting real, real. It's getting real, real. I will say we played on that intro, but I hadn't forgot totally. His name was Doug. And yeah. <laughs> you, oh yeah. You didn't plan that for yeah. me. What? I thought that was like a tribute to me. No, it was, but I didn't. Oh, I didn't realize shit. it was like Paul. we knew we were going to do the wolf pack thing. <laughs> but you didn't but I, forget, I forgot the dude. So when he said Doug, I was like, Oh, oh, you just lost it. It, it was meant for it. Perfect. It was, yeah. Yep. So what can you do? Welcome back. We skipped a week, I think, didn't we? We did. Uh-huh. We did. We, we did? had some people asking about it too. Yeah, they always ask. People want the show, man. I did have some random people this weekend. Are you at the Whoa. flood town? Hey, Mama. How you doing? <laughs> yes. I, thanks, Mom. Yep. We, uh, we uh, had some people. Uh, we had the big thing here, the film tour. And the, big had, the big thing. Yeah. The big fiasco. Well, I had people coming up to me that like I didn't know that were, were like listening to the show. And I did, too. I was impressed. I, was, yeah. I would bet that was a great night for them to come talk to you on Saturday Oh, it was night. awful. It was the worst time. Why, in Michael? Tell the people. I was lit. And I don't mean like, <laughs> hey, Mike's having a good time. I mean like steer clear. Somebody might get stabbed. Or something like I was in a weird place. I saw two stages of Mike Benson drunk (laughs) that day. Well, I really only saw one. Yeah, I saw the one where he's in the fly shop interrupting everybody, going, Excuse me, let me just talk to Scotty for a second. Scotty, I love you, man. Yeah, (laughs) I love you. I'll see y'all later. When he came in the shop, I saw that look in his eyes that like hollowed out red, like cave. (laughs) And I go, You've been drinking? He goes, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about when the guy asked you to bring the beer back inside? Didn't you say something like, well, I'm emotionally inside? 
like I feel like I'm inside. So maybe I should be just drinking here. I don't know. I feel I, I don't like I don't have any like you know you, you we wake up sometimes you have those regrets. Like you remember that one thing you did oh, that you're yeah. like you're like, Oh dude, I shouldn't have done that. I don't remember any of that, which makes me a little more scared because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of those things. <laughs> I just don't recall any of them, and that makes it worse. So I just I felt just generally malaise. So well, this is a public well, apology to anybody that, that could have ran across Mad Mike. You saw him in rare form, and if I did offend you, well, I'm not that sorry, but hey, you know it happens. Let's tell the uh, let's tell the story. The reason why we didn't do the podcast last week. Let's do it in chronological order. There was a oh, reason. Uh, well, because we had to go to Atlanta. Oh. Yeah, we, left, yeah. we left Thursday morning. You had to work pretty much until yeah, we left. Yeah, I worked like most of the first half of the week, actually. Yeah. Did so, you go with him? No. I no, haven't. okay. Mm-hmm. Slisky went with us, though. Yeah, Matt. Sl- Slisky business. Slisky. Oh, yeah, DJ. <laughs> DJ Sliska Bob. In his first, what, his first album? <laughs> Slisky business. Slisky business. Slisky Old business. Chatterbox. I think I went by the flash shop and he said like two sentences to me today. That's good. He likes you. Yeah, he, he does. He, he did talk, tell he me congratulations. There you go. Which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, he put some brand new line on my reel. So I'm headed to the Bahamas and I've got brand new line and I'm really psyched. Dude, should we, we should prank, we should prank him today. Oh, we time. should. He's sitting in the flash shop right now. What would we do, I wonder? Well, we can figure that out later. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Paul, why don't you start off about Atlanta, about uh, meeting up with film tour guys and having some cold beers and seeing the boys at the fly shop. So we went to, uh, I guess we stopped at Alpharetta Outfitters first. Uh, yep, saw those guys. And then down to the Fish Hawk. And uh, I've, I've been knowing Gary Merriman's the one that owns the Fish Hawk. Yeah. And uh, I think, and Gary, if you're listening, this is what my uh, my idea is, or not idea, but my theory since he and I know each other so well, he he wants me to work for it for Flood Tide to be in the shop. Like, you need to work for it. Like, what do I need, need to make Puck and yeah. Dude to where I'll finally say yes, I'll fill in an order. So I found out that uh, – I found out that uh, – was that Rich? What's Richard back there? Uh, we need to get uh, him back over here. I don't so, like over there doing something. so I was like, "All right, we're coming tomorrow." I swear he told me that he was not going to be there. So I'm like, "All right, well, I'm just bringing a box." So just we did. Throw it in here. I bring a box, an invoice in it. Thinking, Rob, I walk in. There's, there's Gary. I'm like, "Oh shit, damn it! Oh, I thought you weren't going to be here today." And he goes, "Is that why you have a box of fun?" And I go, "Yep." That's it. That's how I'm going to start doing it. So I just said, we'll just be mailing you a box every month, and we're just going to do it like that. He goes, okay. I go, all right. Well, there you go. That's We've fine. learned that's how the pros do it. There you yeah. go. Just mail stuff. Just what does he want it. you to do? Uh, it's just Gary. He just messes with you. We should call Gary. Gary right being now. Gary. Yeah. But uh, then we go over to the show, meet up with the, uh, get set up for the uh, film tour. You had about four, probably. At the old Roxy Theater. What is it called now? I don't even know. Buckhead Theater. Buckhead is that Theater. the same one? Was that uh, like every year? No, no they've had it a couple different now. places. Yeah, I've been there with y'all for that one. I've only yeah, been once. T- yeah, we went two years ago. And got yeah. after it. it was fun. <laughs> but uh, what yeah, did we lose and then we the, we lost something in the console of my truck. Right? Yeah, found yeah. it about two months later. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so and then we walked over to what the one star rib shack. Yeah, and uh, had some beers with the film tour boys. Met up with those guys. Then went to five paces. Standard stomping grounds yeah, in the old. Yeah. You see Shannon? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We ran uh, out with Lewis Cahill and, oh, uh, yeah. and Justin Pickett. Yeah. Nice. 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 Gas it was funny. Every time Lewis would show up somewhere, we'd be like, well, we got to go. Yep. See <laughs> <that was. laughs> he, was like, he was constantly on a trail of like getting to us. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we went and set up. I think we got in. I think, I mean, 
the doors open at six that place, and you're thinking, well, six forty people will start showing. Dude, six o'clock. It's yeah. like packed. Yeah, they're in there. Like Will and uh, Slisky were back at five pesos. Like, Let me just go get the table set up. Yeah, we were sitting there and trying not to run away from Lewis right when he got there. Yeah, that's when he gave me hell about running away. So I get there and, dude, the, the flood tide tables are just packed with people. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, and it was pretty neat being able to do the poster this year for it. So I signed some posters and all that yeah. stuff. So it was really cool being involved with it in that fashion. I think yeah. I had one person. I had several people. I've had people tell me that like, Mad Mike is my favorite on the podcast. <laughs> I had one guy tell. I had one guy tell me. He goes, I cannot stand that Mad Mike guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to I him. love Giant Trevally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Mike's uh, I'm a polarizing character. very polarizing. <laughs> I, and I know that. That's fine. And, and to everybody out there, you're allowed to hate me. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. But guess what? I'm still going to be here. <laughs> I, got the biggest, I got the biggest genuine laugh out of him telling me that he did not like you at all. I know. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so we, some people don't. Yeah. Because we, no, I'm serious. <laughs> we had this nice... I a lot nice, of people don't like me after the film tour here. I'm certain. <laughs> I had this nice couple come up to us. And we had tons like of people. Say, we had tons of people in Atlanta come up and be like, "Man, love the show." And we're like, "That's awesome." And we had this couple come up and go, "We're two of your four listeners. We're 50 percent of your audience." It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That's what I, said. I was literally somebody, shocked. <laughs> somebody came up to me and they're like, "Guy." You're the guy from the podcast. And I was like, well, I meant like one. I'm Doug. You can just call me Doug. Just call me Doug. I'm Doug Rowland. You can call me Doug. (laughs) Wow, you're the one guy that listens. That's it. That's cool, though. We appreciate everyone listening. And uh, so we left Atlanta after staying on Trey Miller's couches. And uh, we went to that kaleidoscope that night. We did. We did. And a couple uh, brewskis and liquor drinks. And we had some women uh, telling Rob Smith how hot he was. With his big old mustache. The the mustache. And then uh, what else? See, y'all basically did the exact same thing that we did three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the plan is to get... Way to branch out, guys. The plan is to get kind of back to the dock. The kaleidoscope is kind of the dock for where Trey lives, you know, because he lives right around the corner from there. So you can go there, have fun, and not worry about, you know, the adventure. Getting home. We have Uber now, you know. So yeah. you get his well, this, you well, got well, you know, the, the cool thing about going to the Cladoscope near yeah. trades is kind of like Uber, but it's free. <laughs> See? Yeah, you're, you're already there, and you can walk yeah. if you had to. Uh, there you go. Uh, but then we had the Charleston show two days later this past Saturday. So. Yeah, it's a good time. Same man. kind of setup. Mike, you were there, right? I was a, there. We spent a lot of time <laughs> in the car on the way back from Atlanta, and uh, I learned that Paul's great-grandfather was a country doctor. <laughs> Like snake oil? No, yeah, it is snake oil. <laughs> this thing became like just an animal. This whole, <laughs> I, I said it right thing. up, folks. So when I was home a month ago helping my parents move, I found this like metal rusted out tin, tin thing where I opened it up and there's a cloth in it, like rusty kind of cloth. Like, just how you would imagine this to be. If you tell me he was a country gynecologist, I'm going to Well, <laughs> there were some tools. I'm going to show you some pictures. Uh, there were some tools in that you kit. Show, and you they were showing me pictures. And so they were, like, old medical tools. I could tell from, like, oh, early 1900s. sterilize that stuff? Dude, well, dude, it's been oh, sitting there for yeah, 100 back then years, it was Doug. Just, you bowled it or, like, like, lit it on fire on the end, you know. This is, like, still shots from a hostel. So, oh, fuck. It's it like just like saws and clamps, and so I was looking at it with an idea that I knew what it was. Like so then I go in the house and ask my dad, "I go, what? What is that old like medical kit?" Oh, yeah. And he goes, 
He goes, well, Paul, your dad, your Rust. great-grandfather was an old country doctor. <laughs> and so Will just old lost sawbones. it. <laughs> sawbones. So Will just lost it. He's like, just by two hours later on the road, we had three seasons planned out of the... Television series, Country Doctor. <laughs> Paul plays Country Doctor. <laughs> and and Schliske was going to be the hilltop yeah. dentist or yeah. something. Dude, these, are, these are surgical tools. These are spreaders and like... I know. That's a suture kit. Those are spreaders. Spre- Wait, that's what's a, rib a spreader? spreader exactly. I'm guessing it spreads things? You make things? an incision and then you use like these guys. Yeah. You like use those. You stick it down in there and then you pry open and it pulls it apart so that you can work in between. They Jeez. usually have some sort of lock mechanism like this one has a turn screw that you could tighten it once it's open so that it holds it open for you. That's that like country doctor it's a for spreader. you. Yeah, it's uh, these are like, old school like mini. Like there was shit. a lot of staff infections back in the day. Just a lot of deaths as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. We're so country Civil War. So country doctor. Yeah, I mean that's early 1900s, I think. Yeah. But uh, oh, so good stuff. Doctor. So uh, so yeah, Charleston. Uh, Paul Puckett, medicine man. That's right. <laughs> that's it. So then Saturday. We went to the Low Country Fly Shop, hung out there for a little bit, did a little pre-party, oyster, oystering a bit. Should have. And uh, that probably would have helped my situation if I'd actually ate food. Or just went home and took a little three-hour nap. Or not came. Either one. Oh. <laughs> was pretty. Mike, amazing. we're glad you came. <laughs> we're glad you came. It was fun. <laughs> Where's Wilds, our bartender? I, probably probably just I think he's on my computer. I just on the started internet. drinking at 10 a.m. like hard and fast. Hey, bartender. But it was such a nice day out. Yeah, like, please. I didn't have a choice. Oh, like, Doug's doing your job, Wilds. Never mind. Okay. We went looking for tailing fish. That didn't happen. So we literally just rode around. The boat. Doug's about to lock himself out of the building. He didn't realize this. Actually, Wilds, can you come let Doug back in the, the room? <laughs> he just locked himself I, out. I, I, quick side note. I'm much want to bet like Dudley. I didn't know like the door locked. Oh yeah, he'll make a comment. He's done it six times since he's been here. He does. He, he doesn't know how to get in. Let, so let me say a quick Mad Mike quote. So he's uh, out. He's out in the lobby the other night. Uh, can I get a beer? Yeah, I need a beer too. Please, come on, man. Um, You're up. So Mad Mike comes out during one. the intermission, and the second well, round of movies have yeah. begun. And he's out there just wild-eyed, just like he straddles. He kind of does a side-to-side motion when he's like just talking and. So I kind of step away, and and he's like, man, that, that, and we'll get into the movies in a little bit, but just the, for for quote's sake, he's just going off about this one movie, and all the film tour guys behind me, I'm st- I'm, I'm comfortable at first, and I'm starting to be like, all right, dude, just just come on. He's like, no, Paul, no. You get Mad Mike tonight. That's what you signed up for. That's what you get. I don't have three gears. I've got two gears. That's shutting up, and I ain't shutting up, and you're getting this second gear. That's Mad Mike. There ain't no in-between. Yeah, where did you sign up? He signed a contract years ago. <laughs> I think it was Three. on his original lease. While you're drinking two beers at yeah. once. I think it was on, I'm finishing one and getting ready to start the other, but I, don't, I got unlimited space. So here. it reminds me of actually a, a story in college when we were in fraternity. We made this kid two-speed man. For one day, he can only be two-speed sitting still or sprinting across <laughs> campus. And supposedly one of the guys saw him literally like like the dog that's on Funny Farm. So seeing this kid sprinting across. Yellow dog? <laughs> you know that dog on Funny Farm? Yellow just, dog. Yeah, old, okay. old yellow dog. Mm-hmm. That's right. So anyway, two-speed Mike. There he is. I, I was in a special place. Let's Not one back, I like to. Let's bit. come back and we'll talk about that. the films later. Yeah, let's. Uh, gonna, we'll, we'll touch that later. Um, and Wait, so my, before we leave the subject, I just gotta ask: Are you buying a boat trailer? I already bought one. Okay. Thanks for selling. Are you trying to sell one? 
Uh, so late, so after the film tour, I got to do a little shout out. We went and saw Ryan Griffin's band over at Sullivan's Island. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw the pictures. So I wondered where you went to, and then I saw yeah. updates on my phone. I was like, oh, he's a home team. Yeah. So you know, I didn't really get crazy. I signed some posters, and then I watched yeah. some films. And you I were all business. Sullivan's. You were all business, man. Well, it was fun though. It was a good business, time. man. Well, we can't all be there. country doctors anymore. We, country doctors. I definitely played it close to the collar. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you guys were kind of out of there after the yeah. first part. Yeah, I know. But let's let's do a segment on talking about some of the movies later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And some upcoming. Uh, we got George Martinez later, artist out of Miami. He's uh, in that Silver Silver King show, and he's about to go and film for a third season. So I want to talk to Wait, him about. Is he? I didn't know he was. Yeah, in that they're show. doing it again. That's awesome. So he's a good dude. And in the future, I think next week, if we do this next week or in two weeks, we're going to get Rich Gale, local yeah. ex baseball player. He pitched for the Sox and the yeah, Kansas City Royals, and we want to get. Like some just classic uh, locker room '80s baseball team story. God knows we need it. Season yeah. starting up. Yeah. I know yeah. it's gonna be perfect. We're gonna I care watch, love watch Major League again for like the 900 time. I know. We gotta get Wilds back on the show. You well, know, no bull yeah, the boat yeah. actually came out of the mold. <laughs> I think we gotta get Wilds back in the building before we yeah. get him in the show. I don't know where the hell he went. <laughs> he, He's Wilds, playing on your computer. Is now, that boat debuting gone. in 2024? Oh, he He's not in there. I didn't hear the Harley fire up. So he he's got wait, he left. I guess he's outside. I don't know. No, that motorcycle didn't go anywhere. Yeah, you would have heard that. So we'll just call it. We'll just call it Drake Diaries. Like get another installation from uh, Wild Drake. Dear Diary, the yeah. boat is almost. We need complete. to. You need to make him. You need to make him a poster. Dear like, Diary, you need to make him a poster, Paul, where you draw it out like Drake Boat Works to be released, and then just have a whole list of dates just yeah, scratched yeah, out. Yeah, check <laughs> like, like, and then at the bottom have a, another poster just random taped, dates. Like another poster tape that continues the list of scratched yeah, out. I actually Absolutely. did see the first hole. The hole came out of the mold. It is awesome. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, is uh, is I he just, in that new? I guess we'll ask these yeah, questions later. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we got to talk to him. About uh, none of us know any of this crap. Well, the key to the business, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is to make more than one <laughs> and to sell those. <laughs> Who do you want to correct you? Are we in the boat? I'm not in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah. No, wait, it's more than one. Wait, <laughs> one. two. Two, exactly. <laughs> two. And then uh, was coming up. Uh, so, so the rest of the show that we got uh, some random talk as we're gonna gonna call it. We got three different subject matters. We'll we'll pick yeah. a random one of those, talk about them, um, and then uh, you know we got Richard Queso at the end. I talked Richard to him earlier. He said he I just heard him earlier. Early. He's in here. So. Yeah, he was in the back yeah. doing something. It sounded like he was warming up. I think he something. was rehearsing. I think he was. <laughs> it, you know. Wait, there he is. We here? Oh, he's back here with. Oh, Wiles is in there. What are you talking about? We got a little fun with audio too. Oh, he was hiding under the table or something. Wiles is on red tube in there. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna get back and talk about Doug's wedding and have a little fun with audio. Jeez. All right. Take a break. Will. Let me get the commercials ready. All right. One. For your first commercial break, we just want to bring you our sponsor, Casserole. Do you always crave a casserole after work but don't have the supplies? Well, Casserole is your one-stop shop for your casserole-making pleasure. For casseroles in your casa, come on down to Casserole. Mi casa es su casa. Casserole. Located on 187 West Frontage Road. Souffle is prohibited. Alert the troops! They're protecting Toothopolis with some gel! Attack! Cavity grease! 
trying to listen to the song. Come on. <laughs> you know you can't listen to shit when I'm around. Oh, there it is. <laughs> All right. All right, we're back. Old Steve's son. Hey, Barton, you mind taking that? Wiles, what are you doing in there? trash can over your lefty. God, he's a good bartender. He's a good one. <laughs> builds boats, slings beers. That's right. Wait, so he, he builds boats? <laughs> he's building one at least. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a new live spot commercial guy now. Uh, it sounded yeah. a lot it's like Scoop. Skip. Yeah, it's no, not a new guy, but Scoop. we decided we got no, a little got some viewership and listeners, and yeah. so we decided to bring Scoop in full time to do. Uh, Where's he? Recognize him? Is he doing that remotely somewhere? He's not in the studio. Where is he? He's uh, got an ISDN line, and it feeds right in. Wait. To his van, which he parked out front, by the way. He's, he's, oh, he's, he's living, his van. He's oh, living in the van. Near Bar he's Island. got oh, he's, that teardrop window. Yeah. It's no, he's got so that creepy. new van from that company. He bought some van in Miami or something. Yeah, it's know. plugged into your into the back wall of the shop. He has like three of those big antennas on the back. I think your, pow- sure your power bill is probably going to reflect some differences. Remember the boomerang antenna? Oh, yeah. Just grab it just toss it. My mom, we had one of those vans when I was a kid, like just for traveling. Of course you did. Um, yeah, we did. And it was like just for traveling. And it had the big boomerang van. It was one of the gray top things. It had carpet that's like eight inches thick in it, you know. And uh, my mom was going through, like, decided she was going to take it through one of those drive through car washes before vacation one time. And completely destroys this man's, like, drive through mechanism. And the wait, like, wait, what? she gets in there and it gets all tangled up in the oh, antenna gotcha. and like <laughs> the height. It was just too much for this thing. It sounds and like a Jake Ellington move. Yeah, and so like sandwiches. She panics. She panics <laughs> while she's coming out of this thing. Like the guy's screaming at her. Like things are flying everywhere, and she just panics and just stomps it and just drives off. Rips the ba- boomerang thing off the top, which wasn't like he was using it for anything anyway. And he threw it at y'all like a boomerang. No, oh, like did. crocodile dundee too. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. Yeah, he didn't do that. It just broke off, and she just drove away. And when she got home, there were still like two or three of the like the the little tendril things that like were just flapping off the back of the van. Yeah. <laughs> that thing was broke for like a month. She nice. was just like. Bruh! That's awesome. That's my mama. So y'all have one of those boomerang antennas. <laughs> my mama. We had one on, until she ripped it off at the car wash. Wasn't nobody going back to get that thing. I don't know what the repair bill on that thing was. Or what it did. Oh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it was for the TV. There used to, you know, that oh, little small yeah. black and white TV. I yeah. think that's what it was yeah. for. Damn, y'all had a pimped out van. Well, you know, it was like a 1985, you know. They had that, like, plush. Super plush. Oh, the back seat rode down into like oh, a uh, like yeah. a queen size bed, you know. <laughs> Big captain's chairs that swiveled. Damn. Didn't have the sink. I think the sink was an option in a some of those. Sink. I've seen them with sinks. I have seen them with sinks. Yeah. Yeah. This didn't have a sink. We didn't wow. have a sink. Wow. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do when you got to wash your hands and do dishes and stuff? That's true. All right, Douglas. So big wedding this weekend. Let's talk about the plans. Let's yeah. talk about. Are you ready? 
Yeah, we got a whole bunch of this crew, not the whole crew going. I can't go. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm go. going to the Bahamas, just not with you. I apologize. Yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike's got other plans. Will's. I'm just not going to the Bahamas. <laughs> You're just not going to the Bahamas. <laughs> He's got. But, um, it's I'm a whole down thing. There. The whole thing. <laughs> Paul. Paul will be there. Wilds is coming. Um, yeah, I'm representing Mike, Will, and Sarah. You should, re- and yeah, you got you got big shoes to fill if you're going to represent Mike. That's all I'm saying. Got, I am uh, not representing Michael. <laughs> I'm representing Will. We got Sarah. We got JMFC. We got the Badgers coming. Drew Regan. Yeah. Rake the Rake. Yeah. Yeah. True. We got a we got a bunch. Of guys. And some of your homies. Yeah, some of my uh, old school guys. Yeah. Yeah, they're already there actually. What? Yeah, Austin's already there. Brooks is already there. Well, why would you go all the way down there just for a weekend? I mean, might as well make a week out of it. I don't think I've ever met. Is it Austin Cox? Hip. Hip. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. There you go. So it's good. It's going to be amazing. I'm really excited. So I I didn't know that crew was coming. Yeah, I'll leave in the morning. Alex and Mitt. Mitt and Mitt, he's coming. Umberto. I'm just surprised. Umberto, that's I'm right. surprised you're allowed to be here doing this right now when you have to leave in the morning. Maybe no, he's, he's working right that's now. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 Kelsey <laughs> so, uh, doesn't listen to this, so we're all. Uh, and we love Kelsey. Not Kelsey's not an overbearing person, but you know, women and weddings they get a little uptight. I'm just surprised. Did you rent your tux from Mon's Warehouse? No, actually, uh, no. So are you doing linen pants and yeah. white shirt? We're doing yeah. linen. Oh, he's going. They're wearing the linen. I'm actually just wearing a a, a navy blue chino suit. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. It's gonna be nice. nice. Classy. Yeah. It's not gonna be hot at all. No, no. no I'm sure I'll leave it on the entire time. <laughs> That'll look good though. Wait a minute. Did you say a chino navy suit or navy suit from chinos? <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about chicos? <laughs> chicos? I don't chicos. know. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, that a, isn't that actually a woman's store? Uh, uh, no. It's, uh, yeah. He said be Chicas. Chicas. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think I just heard Wiles laughing. But uh, yeah, it's going to be Bartender, great. just keep it down. Okay. Yeah. Leave it in the morning. Yeah. Actually, get, actually going to where I caught the largest bonefish I've ever caught in my How life. big was that fish, Joe? Just under 10 pounds. That's a solid but fish. But where did you didn't I catch it on the island, shocked. though? You know, well, I just. Should have been. <laughs> I didn't say nine and something, something. I said just under 10. Hey, yeah. <laughs> We're rounding up here. You always round up. Mm. You're allowed to round up. When you get even close to 10, you can just call it 10. Like, just be like, it yeah. was 10. That's what the post office does. We ship out a box. Exactly. Yeah, they round up. If it's, it's 9.3 pounds, it's yeah. 10. They charge yeah. 10. It was pretty yeah. cool. And, Mike, you know what it's like to see those big bonefish on the flat. We oh. saw this thing probably from 60 yards out, and the guide even told me. He I said, no. Oh, it's a barracuda. He, uh, yeah. He, he said, yeah. no, it's a barracuda. Yeah. And all of a sudden it stopped, and that little tail came up, and he went, not a barracuda. Not a barracuda. Well, what's worse is when they turn, they face you, and they have that real distinctive bullet yeah. shape, which yeah. oh, a cuda just doesn't have. Will. So when oh, they turn and look at you, you're just like, yeah. you're I like how oh, wide. no, it's not a barracuda. It not so a barracuda. It was so wide, because I'm used oh. to seeing bonefish are so narrow. This thing was so wide. Yeah, I've only got one close to 10. Well, he was around Like 10, girthy? Yeah, girthy. girthy. Very, very good. The one I got that was close to him was 31 inches, mm-hmm. but it was like I couldn't have gotten two hands yeah. around him. And I got yeah. big hands. Um, just saying. Will, who am I? <laughs> You think I should even take my gear? You think I'm even gonna like this place? <laughs> I don't even know if I like weddings. Oh, you think I'm even gonna fish? Even do this, uh, you know? Wait, who is that? <laughs> you, you in Alaska? <laughs> should I, I don't even think I'm gonna go. I, I don't even know if I want to I mean, go. Should on I this even trip. take my fish? Like, and now, anytime even... he mentions Alaska, Alaska is amazing. <laughs> you should never pass up Change any chance to life. go. Uh, <laughs> dude, did you fish down there like like a Pukulaka stream? <laughs> It's awesome. But do you know how much more <laughs> I appreciated Alaska Doug because so I, I didn't know? Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't. That's why no you went. Idea. Yeah, that's why I went. The yeah, fact, it was, it was I, I, you know, I'm a little disappointed. Like, it's one thing not know much about Alaska. I don't know much about Alaska. 
but I know to bring my goddamn fishing rods when I go. <laughs> well, that was oh, never I, a question, did, but yeah, it just—it was so funny. Like coming on the pipeline, he he nailed down his, his you know, his airfare, and he's like, I just. You think I'm going to like it? I mean, I, I just don't know if I'm going to go. Well, I had a well, job to do while I was there. I was videoing uh, and filming. It so turns out that you had plenty of time to fish, though. Photoing. Yeah. No, photoing. Photo. Photographing. 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 I was photogging. <laughs> you were photogging. We just had a phone call <laughs> on the flood tide laboratory. Yeah, we'll have to go run because we, oh. we can't let Drake answer the phone. That that package won't get delivered for another four years. Yeah, why? <laughs> Wow, the phone's ringing. <laughs> uh, I talk shit like I know if I would like like I would know anything about building. Yeah, I'm sure I've built a lot of. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Other than like some little like the wooden ones, you used, I was yeah. kid. My dad had these like scraps of wood in his garage, so I built these little boats. We had a creek down behind the house at the bottom of the holler, and we'd go and like see whose boat could like float the best. That's as much of boat building as I've ever got <laughs> done in my life. Mine was a leaf going down in the gutter. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they float. No, you don't have to do, do anything. They do float. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the wedding. It's gonna be yeah, great. So, I'm excited, uh, man. so as you know, Sarah's not going now. We have a sick yeah, puppy pup. Yeah. So old Bronson. Old I mean, Bronson. he's a you know a 12 year old boxer. So, I mean, well, boxers don't live. I mean, I'm not, no, typically know, they're not, anywhere from nine to eleven years. Yeah, you're pushing it. Yeah. But he's still he's still doing good. We just she's, yeah, we're just yeah. worried. So she wouldn't yeah, have any fun the whole time. She would. She would. She would I understand worry. that. I understand that. So I guess I'm gonna be. I told Sarah this morning. I guess I'm gonna be rocking with uh, Wilds. Will be my my date. But it sounds like no, he might be. no, no. Because that things, brings up a good subject. Things are evolving. You're gonna about. just be the weird old guy so, there by yourself. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> so we so we walk in to set up the podcast. Wilds rolls in and just plops down and goes, "Oh hey, by the way, I'm bringing this girl." Yeah, we're leave, they're leaving yeah. tomorrow. I mean, two days from now. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's her name? <laughs> Wilds, you can yeah. you can pay my second person difference. Yeah. Wilds, you want her name it? is plus one. Grab those headphones <laughs> real fast and tell tell us who you're bringing. I will, because I'll tell you what was just happening in the other room. Oh oh uh, oh god! What 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 came down? The bartenders. Yeah. Everything's us okay, right? Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I was actually in there buying plane tickets. Oh god, this is awesome! Wow. Two, two days out. Two days. Classy. So if I'm, best trip <laughs> if I'm if I'm losing a person, you're gaining one. Does that mean? That I get the difference of the the house, the uh, the eighty dollar nope. difference. Yeah. <laughs> that means he gets a bigger room. <laughs> no, I'm keeping my room then. I'm yeah. taking oh, a keep double on. person He's, room. Paul's like, I ain't sleeping on the taking couch. the double double room. Yeah, we'll oh, make it work. I'm awesome. kidding around. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. So hey, r- real fast, how, how's the boat coming? The boat's coming. That's coming. It's coming. We just popped one out of the mold the other yeah, day. Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> looked so awesome. It was a big day. Yeah, you guys jump on Instagram and follow Drake Boatworks. Yep, that's and, us. And uh, you'll be able to monitor everything that's happening. Yeah, check out the website. That's, that's the mud cricket with the first grass pass. Oh, man. Uh, we'll get you some more info. Yeah, I can't. Uh, so are you in that new warehouse yet, the new space? Yeah, we you? just moved into our new shop. That too. was big. Yeah, it's so a like, big shop. What did you... What was put in there to kind of fill the space? What all's in there? What, what kind of so, tools? Uh, there's not a whole lot of tools in there right now. There's just a whole lot of molds. Mm-hmm. We just okay. needed a little more space. We went from 1,500 square feet to about 5,000 square feet, so we had a big jump. Okay. How excited were you when that first one came out? 
I was pretty happy, and, yeah. and I was <laughs> I was actually by myself when I pulled it out, yeah. and I, I lifted it up with the forklift, and I was running around the shop. <laughs> Every angle possible. Yeah, as happy as could be. I had to call someone, like, hey, you got to come see it. You just come look at it. Just, just come look at it. Don't, don't touch it. Just don't come touch look it. at it with Don't me. touch it. Don't <laughs> touch it. You'll get fingerprints on it. I think I just lifted it up off the ground for like two hours and just looked at it. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see that thing. Yeah, it's getting there. It's yeah. coming soon. What is soon? Yeah. <laughs> I have to keep saying soon because every time I give a date, I end up going past that. 2020? Yeah, 2025. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're hoping summer. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, you've already got the first one accounted for, right? Yeah, for the, the first part? one's accounted for, and we'll, I think we're going to maybe build a little demo boat just to have around and let some of the guys use. You know, Doug doesn't have a boat anymore. That's so right, yeah. I know. I we'll have to let yeah. Doug actually yeah. let me Paul borrow, the borrow his boat for a long time, so yeah. I've got some favors to return on that one. Yeah. Now you're talking. I kind of like the sound Did you bring your, I heard word from your hood, is your river hawk down here to bring that back? that's Julian's Guinea. Oh, okay, because one of your neighbors, a friend of ours, is like, Doug get a Doug get a river hog? No, is that, is that no, it's uh, so it's in your driveway. Yeah, so I, I came home the other so night. So it's yours. No, no. <laughs> I came home the, possession. the other night and uh, and Kelsey's looking. She goes, "The hell is in the driveway?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's a boat, honey." And it was a Ginu, and I was like, "It was Julian's." I texted Julian. I was like, "What is this?" He's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, we're having a party at the house, and I have anywhere to put it." And I know you don't have a boat anymore. So oh, <laughs> stuck it in that, your driveway. That's when you roll it out in the street and just leave it. <laughs> I think it's just squat, squatters' rights for skiffs. I was like, yeah. "What?" Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. This thing, so. And when you do squatters' rights and leave your boat here, yeah, yeah. Doug's boat here, your boat, whatever it is. So if anybody wants to snatch a boat. Flood time 40 Dunneman. Go grab it. It's hey, not locked. Bridge, if you're out there, you might want to come bring a lock on this boat, too. But yeah. It would be a good precaution. We just gave out the address on the web. Yeah. All right, we're going to do a little fun with audio. We're going to do this Crack Fox bit. Uh, here we go. Let me uh, bring it up here. you got to love the Crack Fox. Will, you going to do it? I thought it was Country yeah. Fox. And he starts right. out as a Country Fox. He becomes a Crack you Fox. You just got to listen to the you don't go to the city. Listen to the story. That's why you don't go to the city. So this is, let me give you a little background. This is just a little fun with audio. So it's Mighty Boosh. Some of you might have heard this, but. I'm old Greg. It's from old Greg, the same dude. And this, this one's just so weird <laughs> that but we it's just so good. had to play it. I have to. So. Squishy. Once upon another time, there was a fox, and he was called Jerome. He lived in the woods in Elderberry Wood. His friends were Nicholas the Tennis Rat and Dante the Racist Badger. They spent their days punting down the lazy rivers of Cambridge Town. Occasionally would eat a cucumber sandwich and sit under Mr. Willow the tree. Sounds good. One day, whilst relaxing, he found a copy of Cheekbone magazine. It was in the bush. <laughs> and he read an article about London life. He read it over and over and over and over again and over. And then decided he was gonna go to London. His friend said, no, you can't go. But he decided he was gonna, because he was a willful little fox, and he set off to the town. We're on the train. Three weeks later, he was off his tiny face in a gay club. Woohoo! The fun, fun times for him. <laughs> but the party lifestyle took its toll. 
Eventually, he ended up on the streets begging for cheese in Dalston. Sounds like Mike at the Fox, my friend, was none other than me. The crack fox. Yeah, how that never won a BAFTA, I will never know. Can I come in your house? You've been in my house. Hey, it doesn't really work like that. I'll see you later. Ah! What are you doing? You've just stabbed yourself oh. in the leg of a biro. Someone came in to stab me when you were looking away. I didn't see anyone. A puffter. You can't speak like that. It was a Nazi. It was a Nazi man. Oh, danger. Oh, take out the biro, sir. So weird. Oh, you're not King Arthur. <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable. I'm going now. Bye. Oh, okay, if you're going then, can you do me one last favor? What? Bludgeon my face in. <laughs> Kill me. Pull me apart <laughs> like soft bread. Punch me in the tits. <laughs> Destroy me. Twist my head clean off. <laughs> Put me to sleep with your kind boots, Mr. Fancy Man. Look, I couldn't do that, all right? These are new boots. They cost a lot of money. <laughs> I see you around, yeah? I'll just slit my own throat and bleed to death here. It's nice to have met you, Mr. Kindface. All right, look, you can come in for five minutes, all right? <laughs> for a plaster and a cup of tea, but that is it. You've got to get out of here before Howard comes back. There's no way he's going to understand you. <laughs> Wanna hurt you real bad when we get inside? Hmm? <laughs> Nothing. Just a funny, funny, funny sound. <laughs> there it is. I'm going to hurt you real bad when we get inside. Crack fox. That's a crack fox for you. Oh, man. Well, should we take... It was take... a Nazi! It was a Nazi man! I don't know how I feel after that. I mean, I'd love to do uh, everything old shocked, like Everything shocked minutes. Doug. I know. Do I know? Everything shocked you. Like, I don't know if I can handle this. I'm literally shocked. I was literally shocked. <laughs> Put me to sleep with your fancy boots. With your kind boots, sir. Tear me apart like soft bread. <laughs> Twist my Punch. head off. <laughs> Punch me in the tits. <laughs> Bludgeon my face in. <laughs> Is it terrible that I thought of barbecue when he said that? <laughs> oh, it's like soft apart. bread. I was like, oh, well, who's, I mean, maybe barbecue Fox good. might be tasty. I see it as being a mix between like a dog and a big rat. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a bit delicious. <laughs> Crack Fox, serious. Crack Fox, everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, so, uh, we're about what? Do commercials? Yeah, yeah we need to. Right, yeah. We well, need to. We got to pay our sponsors. Need yeah. to the people <laughs> to cover all the losses. Could cover all the losses. Hey, by the way, guys, that's trademarked. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. For a couple of years, I was doing videos. Yeah, we're songs. Not, we're, right, we're breaking off for right, Sorry, we're out. Right, we're out. Right, right. One, two, three. Uh, the sponsor of Valley Live brought to you by Smoky Peach Cigarettes. Have you ever requested some fine tobacco in your mouth? Well, check out Smoky Peach, the smokiest cigarettes in the Low Country. Mmm, mmm, taste that real tobacco flavor. Hey, what's that smell? Oh, it's just my Smoky Peach. <laughs> They're coming to your town, Gremlins. From now until August 11th, a sheet of six Gremlin stickers is available at participating stores. When you buy a tube of Crest, you can catch a Gremlin with Crest. Brian Thompson with the Fly Fishing Film Tour, and I can think of at least 101 reasons why I would never listen to Barely Live. <laughs>
play a little bit. I'm on Is that George Strait? Kind pretty of. Pretty sure it's not. I <laughs> uh, love Aretha Franklin. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Old Billy Joe. All right. Well, Paul, what's in this segment? Because normally, I, I don't know if we give Paul enough credit. Paul does a lot of the, the show prep, and normally he prints out these handy little uh, handouts yeah, I didn't for, today. for us. Yeah. So, today just wasn't time. Will and I were doing boxes. Yeah. That's what we do now. Boxes. Will, Will does a lot of it, too. I really do nothing. So, you, wait. I wait, just show you up. You do nothing? I do absolutely <laughs> nothing. You got to show yeah, up. Yeah, Mike yeah. shows up. Doug really just shows I up. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I just realized, and thank God Richard is not here because I haven't prepared his mail sack. Mm. Oh. Is that there Harley? Is. Y'all hear that Harley? Wild's motorcycle. And Wild's pulling you out not, here. You can not just hear it. You feel it. Yeah, it's yeah, in your you chest. You feel it. Wild's just left on his Harley. And good God! But yeah, why, why can't we all be as cool as Wild? Like oh, we own a boat company, we yeah, ride a Harley around town. Boats. He finds really hot women to go to well, weddings at the, the last, last second in, in the Bahamas. The, yeah. Yeah. And there's other fish in the pond in the Bahamas. Uh, yeah, he's just stocking the pond in the Bahamas. <laughs> and Kelsey was so bummed she was gonna set him up. With Don't somebody. bring sand to the beach, baby. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's the Bahamas. You better wise. bring some sand. We'll bring a little sand to the beach, baby. Sand chase. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we're gonna do a little segment. Let's. It's just, it's just kind of fun. We're gonna have three random topics, and uh, let me get where I'm. I need to be here. So uh, I need a little help. Three random to- topics. I'm tacos. 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 Three <laughs> random tacos. Three <laughs> random tacos. <laughs> so you're gonna pick, end up picking it, but the topics are okay. Spring break talk. All right. Gutter talk. Oh, I love that. And t-shirt talk. No. T-shirt talk? Yeah, as in like... Venus? Well, I'll, I'll, if that happens, I'll start it. Okay, okay. 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 So, um... All right, Doug, you ready to pick? Yeah. Um, wait, can I get the choices again? No. No. You just read it when you get okay. one. Bailey's. Don't like, don't like read the back where you can see what it is. What just, was the first one? It doesn't matter. matter. Just, just take a random one. He picks them up. Oh, picks them up. God, Jesus. Jeez. No. You're going to raffle? <laughs> just yeah. pick the damn no. thing. Jesus Christ. Okay. Gutter talk. Gutter talk. All right, gutter, gutter talk. talk. Will and I were talking about this what a couple weeks ago. We kind of stopped. We're like, let's just wait until save it. <laughs> oh, but, you mean like actual gutters? Yes. Oh, okay, I forgot. We're going to talk about gutters. Yes. What, what's what's the deal with gutters? Well, huh? this started off as like I don't understand gutters first off because they're like, oh, it protects you from the rain when you're standing in the doorway. But if you move like three inches. On the other side, it's not protecting you from the Wait, rain. Wait, it's not to protect you, Will. Well, the washout, but they're saying we put it right in the doorways, you know. To get and the, around the whole house. It erodes the dirt. My house the does house. not have it around the whole house. It just has it in one L shape. I so think it's really supposed to protect the fascia. You like know, we the, have a lot of fans and, stuff, and so friends water's not running down them, so. And they're losing it right now. Well, that's fine. I don't install well, gutters. No, we're here to talk about the odds and ends and the pluses and minuses of gutters. Well, it's not pro- to protect you. Well, first off, it's like gutters... There's a difference between having a business that sells gutters and then having a business that improves gutters. Like, okay. I don't sell gutters. I sell gutter ask, guards. Okay. Let me ask. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. Let me ask Will a really, really simple question. <laughs> when you have fished rivers uh-huh. for trout, have you uh-huh. ever noticed how the water has basically eroded the rocks? Yes. Doug, so I there is nothing that. on earth more powerful than water. Constant water. Yeah. Constant yeah, water. Constant flow. It's so not constantly raining on my house. That's <laughs> consistent water. <laughs> you know, 
You're not even so, making eye contact with me, right? So, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, is it to is it to protect the perimeter around your house? I think it's to protect the, the wood. Yeah, you, just, you got fascia like the, the boards that go on. What's like this it, word you keep saying? Fascia. This is the worst subject it's ever. Did I did I pick this? Just keep boards. going with it, though. We're gonna God, die. So I think honestly, I think the water runs down those boards and it causes rot, and it can rot the under the eave of your house. The eave, I like that. Whereas if you whereas if you have like a gutter that catches the water, it prevents the fascia boards. And all that yeah. underpinning stuff from getting all wet and nasty. I think it also eventually it seeps into the ground and destroys the foundation of your house. Call Ramjack. Oh. Mm, yeah, it could okay. do that too. Yeah. And well, no, it, 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 well, that's got to really talk. Does. Yeah, I mean, I mean it would allow to, it would allow you to divert the water away yeah. from your crawl space and stuff too, because you can. I don't know that I'm done with the gutter talk. Yet. I don't have a crawl space. I, I can't believe we talk. I don't understand how gutters got put into this comp. Like half your house. I talk about some random shit on the show, and I never would have brought. What about what about those those leaf protector gutters that have the crate like? Those scare me, man, because you know something's going to get in there. The reason I hate gutters is just because you have to get up there and clean gutters. Oh, see, I thought when y'all said we were going to have gutter talk, I thought it was going to be like unless you're Doug. And you don't even flush your motor. Like your mind's in the gutter. I never flushed that motor and never had a Okay, well, my big beef with with T-shirt talk is in how the wife or girlfriend gets in your closet and just decides to take shirts out and throw them away that you don't they don't, she doesn't think you need that's anymore. grounds for separation oh my oh. god there were pit Sarah stains in does it. that no, oh, it's happened no, 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 no. the memory of that when, shirt you can't no, you, yeah, no. pit you can't throw away my shirts well, I don't give a crap on. pit yeah. stains I don't give a crap if it's nobody, got a shit stain nobody down wants the back to go it. down to Applebee's with any of us and grab some you know first off it's my shirt yeah exactly affects you nowhere now there now I agree now I agree with Doug there is appropriate levels for there are some shirts that I don't wear if I'm going but you know that when you like leave the house like they're not going to gonna wear Applebee's that to Applebee's exactly. so at that point are you, at that point <laughs> if, you, if you hold on it just to hold on to it are you a hoarder at that point no if, yes, I, if I'm yes, going to Applebee's, I'm usually, if I'm going to Applebee's, I'm usually Apple. wearing Applebee's. I'm usually wearing whatever I'm wearing because I'm obviously going to pick somebody up. What am I going to Applebee's? <laughs> I'm not going to eat. There. Can you go to Chili's with it? That's a different topic. How about Chili's? Chili's is classier. Well, man. that's a collared shirt. Got to be collared. Well, shirt. you could always turn it into a tank top. That is true. Or V-neck, like or, you like. <laughs> so, at what point is it hoarding? Or and not memory collecting. I like. I'm a, I'm a saver of memories. I like. Well, here, well here's here's shirts. the deal. Like, so you like, associate memories with a t-shirt. Are you Absolutely. kidding me? Where have you yeah. worn? Oh, come on, Doug. Where have I? What? Jesus. T-shirts, like you wear dude. your shirts in some amazing places. You do amazing things in them. Like places that you remember. And and for me, I can associate that with what I was wearing. Even if I never wear the shirt anymore, like I still want that t-shirt. Like I've got that shirt that we made for the the cart cup. Okay. How many times do I really uh, wear? Okay. Our cart okay. cup team okay. t-shirt. I don't yeah, hardly okay. ever. But you still want it. But I. I'm keeping that it's shirt. It's almost like a, that's a, a gift. picture. It's that's almost a like gift. a yeah. picture. Also, you had to keep a certain level of shirts in your drawer in case a friend comes over and is like, man, I don't have like an extra shirt. Something you can give that you can kind of part and with it, for a couple oh, of days. It, or never see it never see it again. I'm not giving that. You know what I'm worse with? I do that with my boxers. You know what I'm worse with than shirts, though, is is glasses, pint glasses. Really? Like I'm a hoarder of pint glasses. But you don't mind losing those if I do mind. Depends on Depends on the ones. And so, like, we moved into our house, and, and the house I live in now. See from, his eyes, he goes, yeah. I do mind. Yeah. Well, it depends, it depends on the one I'm giving out. But, like, when we moved into the new place, we didn't have as much cabinet storage. And I had, I have like 100 pint glasses. I'm not even exaggerating with no, that. No, I, I agree with you. And so, like, I have boxes in my garage of just pint glasses that really? I keep in, a, you know, storage and they're marked. That's cool, like, though. But, like, I keep out the, my favorite ones I, I like keep that. out to use around the house. But I have, like, a, I have two more boxes where I was like, I'm not going to throw these away because they're awesome. 
And I just don't have anything else to do with this it. This just in. Michael Benson has 100 oh, pint glasses. And he stole most well, of them. let me just say this. Pint, pint glasses <laughs> don't have pit stains. <laughs> Good point, Doug. <laughs> now, you, can't, you can't argue that point. Now, what, one thing I know that I... <laughs> One thing that I've been a been a kind of a hoarder of is like liquor glasses, like that you get liquor drinking. Like a drink tumbler, in. yeah. When, and usually yeah, it's not that I hoard them; it's usually I leave the filling station with people, and I accidentally just end up at my house with that glass, glass. still in my hand. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And in case any of you don't know, the filling station is one of the greatest bars. It is a great yeah. bar. Yeah. Well, I do that yeah. with beer glasses. I have intentionally stolen pint glasses, and then I've accidentally stolen a lot of pint glasses. But I, I still have keep been them all. sent home. By Will and Paul from the filling station early several times. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. There have been some interesting nights at that place, man. <laughs> Y'all have been literally been like, all right, listen, we're going to go over here. You are that, going to walk Doug home. That's what you call culling the herd a little bit. Yeah. I remember because Doug gets to a point and it becomes angry Doug. Either we get Nobody rid- wants to be around an angry Doug. Either we get rid of Doug or we're all getting kicked out. <laughs> well, remember, remember when we all left and... And Trey and I get back, and he goes, hey, man, I left my wallet at the filling station. Go, All right, I'll take you back there. Halfway, he goes, I didn't leave my wallet. I just wanted to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you know, we found ourselves there for five minutes. We're like, you want to go home? <laughs> like, it was terrible. You know, like, there's just no need to go back at 2 in the morning. But it's See, that's, a, that's a bad thing that Trey does. Oh, and, he, and that you yeah. got to watch. And a little tip out to people in podcast world. Um Sometimes when you can cut it off early, go home with what you got, mm-hmm. and then move the party over. Because whenever you try to extend it, it's kind of like recreating a party. It's, like if you yeah. had a great party and you had when you tall Doug, Mike, and me, it's like we had a great night. If you try to recreate it, it's never going to yeah, be there. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, you got to let things go, and they go how they go. Just got to ride it out, yeah, baby. The I mean, wolf agrees. It's, it's like one, once you turn that flame Ooh. off, it's hard to. Yeah, you can't get bring the back. water back up to a bull that easy. <laughs> there you go. Touche. True that. True that. Very, I like that. So this is my uh, my next topic. It's kind of it can be kind of cheesy, but I was just curious. Yeah. Fly fishing books. Oh, are you oh. guys fans? Of yes. Oh my yes. god. Well, hold on. I've got different. Are y'all fans of fiction, nonfiction, or coffee table? I'm Both. a coffee table All guy. I'm not a coffee. I'm a novel guy. Um, and fiction I like or nonfiction. I don't Both. picture you as a coffee I table mean, guy either. Like, you gotta, yeah. <laughs> but wait, you gotta, wait, wait, wait. We I should like categorize pictures. everybody we know as into fiction, nonfiction, and coffee table. Yeah, but I mean, you got. I like both fiction and nonfiction. They both That's have like their place. <laughs> but I mean, let me give a list of fifty people. <laughs> we're gonna, like, yeah, we're gonna anyway. go through them all. <laughs> there's, some, there's, some great, there's some great, there's some great nonfiction or yeah, like some great fiction, table, like uh, Ninety Two in the Shade. Oh yeah, uh, Ooh, yeah. being one. Yeah. And then there's some yeah. that are nonfiction. Technically, they're collections of stories. Garage obviously would be in that category. But one of my favorite favorite books. It was ever that I've ever written, uh, read. Sorry, um, yeah, well, I read in that book. Too. Read, in, yeah. The only, is uh, is uh, it's called Trout Hunter. Really? Um, I never read that. It was uh, written back in the like 40s and 50s by this judge. Was eight, eight um, more I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's a really <laughs> famous book, but it's called Trout or no, Trout Madness. I'm sorry, not Trout Hunter. Jesus Christ, Trout like, Madness. Well, okay, I remember you talking about this. Yeah, and somebody out there still has my Kevin Trout Madness Jurgens? book. I got to find it. Yeah, Kevin Jurgens has it. It was my grandfather's wait, wait, copy. Wait, do you know Kevin's actually a character in several? Fictional books about Probably I wouldn't know Are you serious? No he is he, mm-hmm. And he's actually known as the um, The Juju Fisherman Well, I yeah. did not know that and There's a really famous book where he's The writer is actually stopping through It's either Puerto Rico or somewhere And he runs into Kevin and he meets him And he calls Kevin the Juju 
Fisherman. <laughs> nice. Well, we'll have to yeah. get him in here and talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Trout Madness. That book changed. I mean, that book literally is. It, it changed the way I look at like writing and the way I look at it. I mean, it, it's an old book, very old book. It's about the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. This guy, he was a That's circuit cool. judge, so he drove around like in the forties, like driving around all the time, going from courthouse mm. to courthouse, setting in, you know, as a judge, judging stuff, judging stuff. And but he was a big trout fisherman, so he'd stop and he would go on these little fishing adventures, you know, in all these little towns in like the forties up in the upper yeah. peninsula. When and, was it written? Uh it was written in the fifties or sixties. The guy finally he was retired and he sat down and wrote all these stories out. Um and dude, it, it's you get your hands on a copy. I mean, just find it. It's such a good book. The little short stories in there blow your mind. Trout Master. Trout Madness. Madness. Okay, wait, I have a, <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Totally not really off subject, it's a Hemingway question. What was the name of that badass dude in Islands in the Stream? Oh, the, uh, Kenny Rogers? No, no. You know, <laughs> I honestly can't remember the character names. You know who I, I'm know, talking yeah, about, know talking right? About, but I don't he beats the, the beats the crap out of that guy on the dock, you know. In well, but Hemingway got into no, a bunch no, of fights in Bimini. Bimini. Like, was it in Bimini? Hemingway got into fist fights in yeah. Bimini. Like, but there, but there was that a, really happened. Was, I don't know about the Islands in the Stream. There story, was the but. character in in the book in Islands in the Stream. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that character. Anyway. I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a fan of like casting illusions and like Alex Taylor's book. Alex Taylor's book is amazing. I'm a picture guy. The longest cast. Longest another cast. another good old yeah. school one. Look it up. It's a collection of stories from Miami in the 50s. Um, this guy used to write them for the Miami Herald, and then they collected in a book. It's just called Crunch and Dez. Wow. It's awesome. Crunch They're all fictional Dez. stories, but it's Damn, about man. South Miami, Biscayne Bay, Bimini, Cat K, and these guys are charter captains. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And like the 50s and 60s. And wow. it's called Crunch like, and Dez. Like Joe Brooks. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah but these guys, guys, they were offshore guys, this particular storyline, but they did talk about bone fishing and they did so some other stuff. So. Why do you think Carl Hyacin has never written about fly fishing? What? Or has he? I don't, I don't know. He's a huge fly fisherman. I don't, I don't know. I'm uh, I, I, do like, I do like the picture books, but I do love the... Uh, However you pronounce it, Garach. Girach. Girach. I thought it was Garak. I've read everything that man's ever I read. I read pretty much everything. It. And I like uh, Richard Broughton, uh, Trout yeah. Fishing in America. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's a good one. I do. And you got to love Tom McGuane. You got to be like yeah. a little stoned or a little yeah. drunk to read Tom McGuane properly, I feel like. But uh, he's, yeah, also an amazing fishing writer. Are we still on Were you about? reading Tom McGuane at the film show Friday night? <laughs> no, I don't know. I might have been. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been. A, I was in a good place to do it. You, you were definitely a, waxing philosophical. Uh, I don't know, man. I got in a weird place for some reason. I thought it was a great place. I wasn't. I mean, I'm not unhappy with it. I just. Yeah. I hope I didn't mess up anybody's evening. That's no, all. You know, when you, you get did. that loose, like you're yeah. worried about impacting other people. Like it doesn't matter what happens to me. I think, I think you made some impact. Kelsey, but Mike but. Benson is going to turn into like Sean Penn. He's got a little bit of fame now. He's just <laughs> fighting everybody. <laughs> and Except that I have no fame. So <laughs> just. I'm just gonna fight it. Internal right. fame. You mean oh. there aren't there aren't fly fishing celebrities, Michael? No, there aren't. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a few. No, no. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! Whoa! There you go, a little Uncle Tupelo for you. That's what happens when the man at the console has the volume button. <laughs> Was that a uh, not Wilco, but uh, Uncle Tupelo? Uncle, Uncle Tupelo, Tupelo, which is the same thing. Wilco, the Uncle Tupelo, Sunvolt. 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 They're all yeah. like the same guys moving yeah. around all the time. Right? Started Uncle Tupelo. Then I'm sure Jeff Tweedy really, really loves some Sunvolt, by the way. Yeah. Saw them live Woo. in Asheville. Uh, great show, but they absolutely said nothing. It was like playing a live CD. I've heard that Sunvolt was a terrible live show. I, yeah, they, I was they too still young. rock, though. I was, still, rock. Yeah, I, was still, I was too young to go see 
to see any of that stuff, but I, I do. I've heard from people that got to be around that scene that it wasn't yeah. the greatest live show. We got Houndmouth in about a month. Oh God, that's gonna be good. Woo. You're, you're gonna be a married yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I we will. can talk about. Uh, I can't Wearing wait to go. How's that wedding life treating you? Oh, How's that married life treating you? I mean, <laughs> How's that wedding life? Oh, you've been married for like two years. I bet <laughs> they still. I bet they're still coming after you with that. One crap year on. late April, Michael. Uh, How's that married feels like life? a lot longer. Yes. Not that it was a bad thing. Best, oh, the best by the way, did you see, like, we almost collapsed that dock, and then, like, oh, a couple months after your wedding, like, somebody <laughs> was there for collapse. a wedding, and it did collapse. You called me, I think, because <laughs> yeah. Kelsey works for the news. Kelsey called like, uh, me. Kelsey called me got, the news station. I got, like, a, the dock collapsed. Like, a news update. So I just heard I was standing there, it dropped, like, six inches, and I was, like, just started screaming. Yeah. In the middle of the t- Paul's over there, like, saying his vows. off. Yeah, he's saying his vows, and I'm, like, screaming to people, get off the dock. People it is going down. Get off. Move. Move. It dropped like six inches. It was like drops on like I was like, okay, time to leave. It was like Sorry, a feet in jaws. You know? <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. Well, we're going to take a... And then it later collapsed. It yeah. did actually collapse. Yeah, a whole piece. Post. Like yeah. a 10 foot by 10 foot piece. Hey, are you guys going to help me write my vows or what? Well, we're going to get back to that. Yeah. All right. We're going to take yeah. a little break. We're going to come back, back and talk to George Martinez down in Miami. Oh, yes. Okay. Do that. So, uh, yeah. Let me uh, kind of get things Poor ready God, here. You're so excited about stuff. Let me know really when uh, I can't the wheel's ready. <laughs> and we're going to take a little break. All right. We'll see you all in a little bit. Are you in search for a new car? Maybe preferably a white van. Well, come on down to the white van warehouse located in beautiful Miami Beach. The largest dealer of white vans this side of the Mighty Miss. We've got cargo vans, work vans, conversion vans, vans with sinks. Also, we have no questions asked nightly rentals. If you're just looking to get the job done or maybe look for a little job yourself on the side of the road, come down to White Van Warehouse. We won't tell no one. (laughs) We now return to the amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk. The Amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk will return after these messages. <laughs> that was awesome. Open the jaw, Briggs. The powers of evil control Castle Grayskull. Oh, yeah, Dad, what's wrong, Impel? I'll get it inside, Ram Man, He-Man, and Castle Grayskull each sold separately. You have to put the castle together. Ram Man, use your head. I just did. Not that way. We have a prisoner. Good. Who's the prisoner? You are, because we have the power. Oh, no. Ram Man and He-Man from the Masters of the Universe collection, each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from Mattel. Paul, you know me so well. I'm going to pull a Doug. This is quite literally one of my favorite songs. (laughs) So sick of writing songs about screwing up. No matter how much I fall down. There's never enough. And no matter how much good luck. It goes itself my way. I'll find some way to ruin it Fall down again the next day Road rash run down Alright, we gotta break it down Wrinkled from the rain The song in my heart makes just one sound Is it gonna work well? Alright, I'm sorry, I'm done God, that sounds good though (laughs) It's such a good song, I love it 
Oh, that, that line though, the song of my heart makes just one sound, but I sing along in. just the same. That's a great line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Here it comes. Give it to us, Paul. Get going again. It's a good one. Here it goes. It's a chills. Gives me them chills. Slobberbone. Such a good song. We're looking good over there, Will. All right. All right let's well. give old George a call. He, uh, so he was on this last season of Silver Kings, which I think is still going on. But yeah. he's a Miami boy, uh, flats artist, does all kinds of illustrations, paintings, a little bit of everything, and uh, he's about to start filming. I think down like around Naples for the newest session. So here we go. Let's bug him. Let's see what he's doing. Yes, yep. is, is this uh, Juan? This is Juan Valdez. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? You got Paul, Will, Mike, and Doug, man. What's happening, George? What's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. Uh, we're doing good, dude. We're doing good. Thanks for uh, taking a little time out of your... You're probably just whittling away at that big, like, what, six-foot-long, wide tarpon painting you're working on? Yeah, it's seven foot. I'm done with it, man. I'm done. But, yeah, it's three foot tall, seven feet long. Pretty Jeez. big. Wow. That's, awesome. that's a big tarpon. So is it safe to say that's life size? Yeah. It's a, it's a double peak. <laughs> Man, I didn't think you knew anything about tarpon. How come you're uh, painting? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. We, we, before we called you, we introed you just saying, uh, you know, Miami artist, uh, kind of involved with this Silver King show that's been airing and how you're about to uh, – go film the third season and uh want to talk to you a little bit about the second season and uh and how that went and uh what it's like actually filming in front of cameras and all the things that can go wrong and, yeah. and go right and some of the magic you guys kind of captured in that that third episode this past season where one of the you know the basically the well i'll let you explain it i mean yeah. basically the the rod got released and then someone had to jump in the water and grab it it was awesome yeah, man, that trip was a big gamble because uh, it's booked like a year in advance. And uh, this time of year, the tarpon's not a not a for sure guaranteed thing. It's all weather. And, uh, man, we got lucky as lucky can get, man. We got out there and we had, you know, three days in a row of just flicked off, you know, slick bluebird days, hot as can be. And um, we were able to... We were able to capitalize on it and get most of it on film. As far as something going wrong, it's just kind of guaranteed if you put me and Bo on a boat, <laughs> something's going to go wrong. It's just kind of been our track history, fishing all these years together. Um, but well, then guess... with the rod, man, it was just kind of a free thing. I, I hooked the fish, and I'm all jittery. You know, you got cameras right in front of you. You got drones flying around. You got another Cl- boat. Clammy right hands. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So, and my sweaty ass hands, you know. So, the fish ate, and right when, you know, right when the fish was making a run, clearing the line, I got him on the reel, and I, I told Bo, kind of in a cocky way, "Oh, he's coming up." And as soon as he did, and that line got tight, man, that thing just shot right out of my hand. <laughs> and uh, the ironic part about that is that throughout the entire filming, we are constantly yelling at the camera boat because they are supposed to be. Behind and like quartering us. Yeah, behind yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So we're constantly like telling them, get back, get back, you know? And the fact that he does not listen over and over was the only reason we were able to grab the rod because once again, he pulled up ahead of us 
So as the fish was greyhounding and the rod came out of my hand, it just so happened to go right by the camera boat. Yeah, it was like and, a foot uh, away from the boat. Yeah, he was a producer of the show, was on the boat, and we started yelling at him, like, the rod's going right towards you, and sure enough, man, it went right by the boat, he jumped in, and we were able to, we were able to grab it and, and land the finish, which was pure luck, dude. <laughs> did you, uh, did, so, like, I haven't seen the episode, so I, I'm useless here, but, uh, so, like, you just, you just made the producer guy that you've been screaming at all day take a header off the boat to grab your rod, <laughs> is that uh, what you're telling me? That's basically it, man. As soon as he saw everything happening, you know, he went, he sprung right into action and started emptying his pockets and taking cell phones and battery chargers and, and extra batteries and all the shit he had on him. And uh, it just so happened that right when the fish went by the boat, the rod was trailing the fish by like maybe 30 feet, 40 feet. And uh, as he went by the boat, man, like it was perfect timing. The minute he got the last thing out of his pocket, the rod went by and he did a swan dive right on that thing. And uh, the funny thing is he was so stoked that he grabbed the rod that he's holding the thing by the damn tip. Oh. So we started yelling at him again. Grab the damn Well, and that's and people may not realize like that that looks cool and, and everything, but anybody that's ever that ever fished for tarpon in shallow water and has ever had a tarpon hooked up in shallow water understands that sharks like to come around and hang out uh, <laughs> when uh, when they feel all that vibration and that panic coming off yeah. that fish. Um, I had a buddy in Flamingo do the same thing, not to save a rod, but jumped in. He wanted a picture with a fish that we had landed. And it was all cool and everything because we're from South Carolina and we just don't know any better. And so he jumps in, does the in-the-water picture. We're all high-fiving. And not five minutes later, this, like, nine-foot-long bull shark just comes cruising by, just looking at us. And he's like, okay, so I'm not getting in the water anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh They're all there, man. Definitely when we caught the fish, we see sharks. It's just more of an inside thing. It's a, like... It's more of a, there's a lot of more fresh water in there where we're fishing those fish, so the sharks tend to be smaller, but you still got to look out for them in there, you know, they're, they're still around, definitely. Um, so, yeah, we're getting ready to go and film, uh, we're getting ready to go film this next week, and of course, you know, the luck of the draw, you know, this week, it's like middle of May down here right now. It's as muggy as it gets, humidity's through the roof, you know, the tarping around, and we're going next week when that front comes through and it's going to blow and be shitty and cold. Yeah. And, but we'll make the best of it. It'll be the should have been here last week is what will go down. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, guys, yeah. when you guys go film, like, do they have – I mean, it's not just, hey, let's go film some tarpon fishing. Is there like a, like a storyline they're trying to follow, like, compared to last year? Is there anything different about this year that, that's going to make it interesting aside from just awesome footage of catching tarpon? Like, what's kind of the storyline this year? I mean, basically the storyline is uh, we got um, we got a new member on the show. We got we got um, we got our buddy uh, Jared Roscoff, and he's going to be another guest captain appearing on the show with his clients this year. Um, so we got that going. And as far as the, the storyline for the Everglades, man, um, just being back there in a, in, a, in a houseboat, it just sets the pace and sets the tone to be able to go and fish places that you don't get to fish in a, in a regular day. Because if you leave from Isla Mirada. And you run over there and you fish and you run back. I mean, that eats a giant chunk of your day just because of the distance, the logistics of it. Um, being there in the houseboat, man, it just kind of puts a smack in the middle. So really the plan's really not drawn up yeah. until we get there and we wake up in the morning and we see what we got dealt with, basically. You know, and that's going to depict which way we run. You know, as, as much as we're, you know, in the inside and filming inside Whitewater Bay and all that, um, 
if the fishing's not going on in there, we're just not going to force it. We'll run to the outside or run north up to the 10,000 islands or whatever we got to do to get a shot, you know? Hey, hey George, uh, question. When you guys are out there, do y'all have any local guys that ever come in? I mean, I imagine y'all are a big operation. I mean, how many boats are out there with y'all? It's basically me and Bo on his boat and a camera guy chasing us. And oh. then there's um, yeah. it's uh, Jared and his client and yeah. a camera boat chasing them. Um, so we basically, the way we do it is we never fish side by side um, and crowd an area and basically block the rest of the guys out. Because while we're doing this, there's still a bunch of guys out there trying to make a living. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a big thing that we have with the camera boat that we got to tell them, like, you know, if we approach an area and we come in there pulling from 100 yards off right. or 200 yards away, it doesn't mean you could idle past us to get the optimum location to set up and film. You know, right, it's just, right. So it's, that's kind of what sets it up, man, because once we get back in there, some of those spots are tight quarters. You know, yeah. you put two boats in there and it's already a full house. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you put, you put three and four boats and now we're the enemy, you know? So, um we got to try to play it fair, man, and try to keep everybody happy. So uh, what we do is we just basically spread out, you know, and divide and conquer. If, yeah. If we find something that's worth two boats coming in there and nobody's around, then we'll, we'll play it that way. But um, but it is a big production, man. I mean, it's just, it's the guys that film, they're professional, they're real deal, um, and they bring so much stuff, man. I mean, they have so many drones and cameras and yeah, I can all imagine. kinds of what is the like the whole mothership experience? Is it? I mean, it's got to be totally different than what you're used to. I mean, because I've always wanted to do that, whether it's in New Orleans or whether it's down in the, in the Glades. I've always wanted that experience of like a three day trip with the mothership, you know, because you actually stay focused on the what mother, you're doing, the, you know. The thing with the mothership is exactly right, man. You just never leave. You never leave the playing field. You actually right. get to spend the night, and you get to. You know, you get to see, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people, especially from around here, you know, we got this thing right in our backyard. So growing up, we get to fish the park, you know, in all different levels. You know, you fish, go camping and the whole whatnot. Um, but the mothership, man, it just lets you, it lets you be out there so that when you wake up, you're already there, man. So you get to see that super duper early morning, yeah, slick yeah. calm, <laughs> you know, that epicness. And then also, again, the one that a lot of people take for granted is that super late afternoon, you know, sunset, yeah, you know, the sunsets to the west. You're right. And you don't get so, to do that a lot of times. I and mean, when you have like a, you know, hour and a half run back, I mean, you don't get to take advantage of that. I mean, that's, that's really Man, awesome. listen, I, like ever since... Ever since I had my kids, I can't even fish the Everglades anymore because that's a 14-hour day, realistically, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, I basically got to chug a Red Bull and punch myself in the face before I walk in the house because it's um, My kids are basically not going to say, oh, daddy's tired, let me chill. No, I got to still color and play with toys and the whole deal. So oh, yeah. it kind of limited my, my Everglades fishing. So this this next week, man, it's going to be um, – going to be a, a little getaway that, that's kind of much needed man i, I got two kids now yeah. and uh, it's hectic bro it's a full circus homie that's you great know? man that's yeah i mean I'm, I'm heading down there in uh four weeks uh we'll be we'll be doing the chicky thing a little bit possibly some in the back some out front um doing that I, i'm looking forward to it. it's something man i've been down there a handful of times um caught my first tarpon you know up off first national like you know, that area is just, it's so special. And I, I really encourage anybody I ever talk to to go do it, however they have to do it, whether it's, you know, a guide out of Alamorado or if they can get somebody out of uh, out of Mingo or something. But 
Um, I'm jealous, man. I, we, we, we wanted to do the mother's ship thing. We're still a little too broke for that, but, uh, <laughs> but so we're going to, we're going to sleep in hammocks and crap and try to make it happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still fun, man. Oh, it's dude, it doesn't fun. just to see it. Like you said, you were talking about the early morning, the late afternoon, just to see that, just to be able to ride in a boat and, and have nowhere to go. Like, that's it. Like you're there. And, um, you know, that's, that's where you're going to live. It, it's definitely a special experience and it's a special place. And last week we talked about all the crap going down with the water, um, quality. Can you talk about that a little bit as, yeah, as a local, yeah. somebody who knows a heck of a lot more about how it's impacting, uh, what's going on down there. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that? What, you know, what's going on with it? Man, my take on it is basically as a fisherman, just looking at the whole picture as just a, as, as a common sense thing. And, um, so you basically got, you know, everybody's pointing the finger at big sugar and, and the sugar industry and the agriculture industry. Um, and they basically, what they've done is they re, they've rerouted the flow of water to where that mixture of, you know, rainwater coming down the whole state mm-hmm. and filtering through the Everglades and dumping in the Florida Bay and equally mixing that perfect salinity that's required for the seagrass to, to strive and, and to survive right. and all the stuff that lives in there. Um, that's basically been altered by the way the water's been funneled out the east and the west coast of Florida. And um, it's being pumped with a bunch of nutrients and, and, and phosphorus and all kinds of stuff that's in the water. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's causing, like, massive damage. Um, the only problem is it's just hard to believe what, about, what a lot of people are saying because that sugar industry has so many people in their pocket. You yeah, know, yeah. when it comes to that topic that, you know, they could get a scientist to get on TV and say it's perfectly. I just baptized my newborn with it. The water's great. Drink it. Gargle it. It's awesome. <laughs> when really, you know, there's shit floating around dead all over the place. You right, know, and, and the right. sad part is um, that they're dumping that water out of our rivers and the glades because it's a, it's a non-residential area. There's no – nobody lives out there, and the water's already dirty. So outside of, like, the outdoorsmen and the people that turn to the Everglades and, and the park for recreation or, or photography or just to go enjoy just being in a wild space, um, those are the only people that are aware of it, and that's the sad part. I mean, there's yeah, still a is. giant part of the population that you bring up the issue, and they're, they just, they, it, they're either clueless or really don't care because it's just a bunch of wood mosquito farm. You know, nobody gives a shit. They don't understand. Um, yeah. And, they don't and, understand and that's why it. I think it's so, important what, what you guys are doing. The people down there who are speaking up about it, who are trying as hard as they can to get the word out on that, I mean, you can't speak loud enough. Well, what we're trying to do is um, there's, there's a great organization called Bull Sugar, um, and this guy's kind of taking the fight head on. Probably, see, the, the whole problem with this is that the problem that is causing the issue is money, yeah. and what's going to solve the issue is money. So it becomes a fight as to who has more money. And, brother, let me just tell you that there is sugar in everything, yeah. in yeah. politics, yeah. in food, in yeah. drinks, in everything. Right. And... Um, they basically have like this monopoly going on at a state and at a national level where whatever they run, nobody runs against and competes and goes against what they say. So, um, and I'm not trying to be harsh and point the finger directly at them. All I know is from my point of view, man, I'm just a fisherman artist. Like my opinion doesn't even count in a lot of these political circles or whatever. But it's all sure. I'm telling you is that somebody is getting greased to turn their face. Meanwhile, their lifetime isn't going to be affected by it, but my kids might never be able to go and see, you know, an alligator and a crocodile hanging out at Flamingo Marina. Exactly. Only place in the world with a possible shark swimming around in the background. Yeah. You know, um, that's the kind of that's the kind of impact that it's having. Like right now, um, you go on Facebook and everybody's an activist and everybody's taking on the battle. Um, 
And then there's still people that are saying, oh, yeah, the front of Flamingo is still fine. I'm still finding fish. Buddy, finding fish in one corner of a gigantic national park is bullshit. That whole place should be slapped full of fish, and there isn't a healthy blade of grass in the front right now. All the grass is like, all the grass looks like the middle of, of an expensive, like a, an extensive backyard in the middle of the summer with, the, with scorching heat and no rain. Like the grass is yellow, it's all laid over. It just looks like shit, man. It's mm. terrible. Mm. And um, it's, um, you know, it's an ongoing thing. The little fish have been affected. I mean, there's already been die-offs where there's like dead pinfish, dead little sugar trout, dead catfish, dead triple tail. So it's affected the small stuff. Um, the tarpon, I don't, you know, I don't know if the tarpon will come into these areas and act like a cockroach and just eat all that dead and dying stuff, or if they just avoid the plume of, of toxins in the water. Because, like I said, man, I, I don't know the, the, the science behind it, like exactly what's happening, how many, how many parts per gallon are mixing and creating damage. and I just don't know. I just know that the water's going to start getting warmer and warmer and warmer. And once we get to, like, May, June, July, and August, if we still have this issue, that's when that's when it's going to hit the fan because yeah. now you have that water sitting in areas of Florida Bay that for a giant chunk of the daylight from the time the sun is up, that water sits at above 80 degrees, yeah. and that's when you got a problem. You know, well, and, and you were talking about people getting involved, and, and I'll put this up on our um, our Facebook page when I get off of here. There's a, there's actually a bill in front of the house. You said money is the only thing that beats money, and that's a true statement. And there's actually a bill in front of the House now, a guy, a senator, um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, actually did a study, and outdoor recreation is the third largest industry in the United States per money. It was like $636 billion. That's actually It was true. second, yeah, it was third true. only to pharmaceuticals and the military-industrial complex. And so what his bill is saying is that from now on, management of public outdoor recreation areas, i.e. the Everglades and the water management therein, has to take into consideration the amount of money, the GDP um, supplied by those areas. That's huge because just what you said, money beats money. And if you have to have Congress or whoever's making these laws stare you in the face and say or stare big sugar in the face, they have to be able to say, look, man, you're playing against $600 billion industry. And it's time we have somebody and have some laws on our side to say that they have to take that into consideration. So I'm going to put that up. There's a petition you can sign to help get this pushed. So you can call your congressman, your senator, whoever, and try to get him to uh, push this thing through because you know it's going to hit a roadblock, and that roadblock is going to be driven by Big Agra, um, whether it's sugar or anybody else that makes money off of national parks. Um, so, yeah, man, thanks for saying all that, dude. It's it, We tried to bring it up, but we're outsiders. You live there, man. This affects you way more than it affects yeah, almost any of it's us. It's your backyard. So. Well, it's going to affect everybody, man, because, you know, it, it, it started off as just like the the outdoors people, like the fishermen and the people in the Mosquito Lagoon seeing the damages up in, in the north central part of the state. Um, you know, pictures coming out of southwest Florida, the Caloosahatchee. I mean, Fort Myers Beach has a giant draw over the summer of snowbirds. You know, people from Canada, from all over the place, I go to Fort Myers Beach. And to begin with, it's a brackish water scenario, so the water's never, like, pristine, crystal clear. Dude, but now it looks like straight Pepsi-Cola. It just looks like, like, just, it's just nasty. Mm. And uh, so now it's affecting restaurants, gas stations, hotels, you know, all the little bed and breakfasts and little, you know, beach cottages, cottages that are for rental and stuff like that. So... It's, it's, it's a spiral of effect that once it was brought, brought to national attention, now all this stuff is also starting to pop up where you got people posting pictures of little kids with, like, sad, depressed faces over in front of a sign that says, no fishing, water contaminated, please avoid contact. And, 
And like my buddy says, man, nobody comes to Florida for the sugar. You know, everybody yeah. comes here for the water and the, you know, wiggle their toes in the sand and, and to see all the cool outdoor stuff, you know? So, um, we're going to try to do a big part with, uh, with the silver Kings while we're filming. Um, we're going to, it, it's going to be a hard message to deliver because we're filming right now. And I don't know what the cause and effect is going to be in 2017 when the show airs, but if we do come across any kind of signs directly linked to that, we're definitely going to videotape it all and maybe do a voiceover and, and come out with some kind of webisode or something that we could upload on social media just to, um, just to use the platform and the audience to, to get the, because the message is out there that all we, ha all we can do, man, is, is pray that big enough people with big enough pockets get involved and start with loud voices and, and, and start to take this in the right direction. Cause you know, we're all on Facebook, you know, crying and, and, and complaining about it. And yeah, we all went and voted today and, and all that, but the, the guys we voted for are part of the ones that did this in the first place. So it, you kind of got your hands tied, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, uh, so, uh, sorry, buddy. You got you still rocking. Go ahead. Yeah, I was yeah. just, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, uh, we're kind of running out of a little time. I just wanted to just to mention your artwork real quick too. I mean, it's, uh, kind of your main thing aside from being a big movie star right now. And I know that I know you've been rocking away on Yeti coolers, soft side coolers. How many oh, of those? Yeah. How many of those did you do since Christmas? Um, man, I'm on like number fourteen or fifteen since Christmas. Those look um, so good, man. It, it was kind of a it was kind of a cool gift idea, and it just I did it for a guy, and I, I you know I went public with it, and just it just kind of caught on, and man, it's. It's crazy the following that that company has. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. they, just the, the fact that it's on that Yeti cooler. And I mean, so many people that would have never contacted me reached out to me because Yeti shared it on their personal page. And it was just like this big, you know, fireball effect. But um, it's just a fun, it's a cool surface to work on, Paul. And by no means feel like you're invading on my stuff by trying it. I, I totally I'm okay if I never get asked stuff. to do it. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was I about wanna, to ask Paul to do it. I don't know if I want to start. It's like a whole snowball effect, as you know. Like, you do one, and then it's like, oh, my gosh, here it comes. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that. eventually I'll do one, George. We'll see what happens. I'll let George, you know you're going to get happens. tired. People are going to be asking All I can you. tell you for advice is uh, you got to go get yourself some good Crayola washable markers because that's the only thing you can sketch on them with and be able to erase it. Um, okay. So... That's uh, that's what I basically do. Just a, a quick marker sketch on it with a washable marker, and then if it, if I like how it looks, and I just go in and and color it in. I'm actually while we film this year on on Silver Kings, uh, Yeti's coming out with a Hopper 40, which is basically like a Coke machine with a strap on it. You could put a full elk in it, and uh, with the rack with the rack and all, you know. Jesus. Um, and uh, I'm gonna do a tarpon on one of those. Um, while we're out there on the houseboat and stuff. So well, um, it'll be cool, man. I'm looking well, forward to it. Where can people find your artwork, man? Man, right now on bootlegundergroundgeorge.com, man. I'm a, I got some stuff on. I got my stuff is on Facebook and Instagram. And, okay. Um, man, i kind of been at it for a long time. I got, I got a lot of people that just kind of recycle me, basically. They call me up every couple of years and, oh, I just bought a house over here. And I, I know, dude. You don't even here. need a website. You're just yeah. all word of mouth. That's the way to be. Um, Man, I just, Paul, you know, I've had websites in the past, and I, I'm sure I didn't spend the, you know, proper amount of money to have it optimized to where it pops up in all the right places, but man, it just seems like 
it just seems like a lot of the guys that go through the trouble of finding me already are coming with a serious inquiry. You know what I mean? And uh, no, totally. I, I just like it that way. Like, for example, that lady with the tarpon painting, um, you know, she's an aunt, she's a, a return client. I've done stuff for her in the past. And, um, you know, she just pulled the trigger on this big painting. And I'm just honored that I have people that give me these breaks to – because I can never work that big just to hang in my house or to lean it up against the wall, you know? Well, that, that means um, when we come through in Miami in early June, you're buying dinner. Boom. <laughs> if I did a seven-foot painting, that means that I'm buying you dinner. So. Big big money, George. Yeah. Big money. You know how we are. You know how we are, bro. We're big, we're big money for a few hours. You know, we one bill or one vet bill. And we're trying to slank cheap art in five boxes on Facebook. So don't, don't worry about that. Well, thanks, dude. Thanks for taking the time to be on the show with us, man. Oh, and I'll, yeah, I'll give you the info much, on how to George. check it out. Anytime, man. I appreciate what you guys are doing, man. Thanks for the call. Anything I can do to help you guys let me know man we'll, we'll see you in here wait we'll see him at icast right uh I would yep, absolutely so, yeah. I will be, uh, i'll be at icast with the rest of the pirates all all right. Right. We'll see you there, buddy. Later. george martinez all right all right brother y'all be good man see you, see buddy, you man. man see ya here is movie star oh, icon, martinez. Uh, artist Dude. Yeah, like yeah. I think he's a kind of a sex figure too. I might be. Dude. <laughs> I he's, a sex, he's a sexy man. The ladies do like George. Yeah, he's, Cuban. Listen to that Cuban accent. Man. I like George. What are you talking about? <laughs> Completely hetero man. He's, I was getting a little excited talking to him. It's hard not to, hard not to be a sex figure. <laughs> yeah, you got that accent going on. All right, so we're gonna take a little breather. Yeah, we're gonna take a yeah. little break. All right. Um, yeah, he said some good stuff, though. I hope everybody no, digests that. I, yeah. yeah, sorry for bringing politics up again, but that was no, the man I mean, to talk to about That was an important thing to say. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean he, really, he really actually made a lot of sense that uh, answered a lot of questions I had. Yeah, so. that's good. Uh-huh. Big sugar. Big sugar. Um, all right, man. All right, here we go. This break of Bailey Live brought to you by Pans and Pots. Pans and Pots, your number one dealer of pans and pots. In case you want to fry up a little chicken or just get fried, come on down to Pans and Pots. We have a glorious collection of the finest cooking ware known to man and also some of that what you call the sticky icky. So come on down to Pans and Pots and stay a while. Pans and pot. Mmm, that's good pot. <laughs> and pans. Swirl in the chocolate. The elves swirl a river of real chocolate through delicious shortbread cookies. So there's a taste of chocolate in every bite of Swirly Cues. <laughs> Next. In the Keebler Hollow Tree. Where we make crackers and cookies uncommonly good. segment that we love and we hate because it means it's the last one right yeah we're actually not running that long today we're, you know. no, we're looking at about a minute 30 or an hour, hour 30 yeah, by the time 30. this thing's over yeah 
But uh, last segment means Richard Case's mail sack. He's been back there warming up in the bathroom for a while. I don't know what he's doing in there. I heard him rehearsing. Is he going to your wedding, Doug? Yeah. Well, I invited him. I don't know if he's coming yet. Okay, so he'll show up. He said he was chartering a plane. Well, no, he hooked me up with a charter uh, captain down there. He knows. Did he really? Old Greg or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Old Greg and the Country Fox. Yeah. (laughs) The the Crack Fox. Bailey's creamy. (laughs) Now everything we need. Oh man, he's a good one. All right, so I'm going to make room for Richard, as usual. He All always right, takes my so mic. I don't know why. Well, here we go. Get in there. Play it. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. Let's all go inside. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. Richard Queso's Mail Sack brought to you by the good people of Grande Sugar. Ever had food that's just missing that great sugar taste? Well, the boys at Grande Sugar go deep to the Everglades to get you the best sugar possible. When you have to have that great sugar taste, go to your local grocery store and ask your grocer for some Grande Sugar. Grande Sugar. If you're feeling like a booger, get some sugar. Grande Sugar. Back to you, Richard. Well, hello there, Flood Tide fans, and I do like that sugar. Mm. Hey, how we doing? We got any questions this week? I'm ready to answer. We got them in the mailbag. I'll start off with one. Uh, this is from Thomas Barkley. Thomas Barkley. Hey, Richard. Just wanted to let y'all know I'm really digging the podcast. It's become my favorite listen while curled up around a box fan in my college dorm. Intensely hungover. <laughs> Keep it up. Dear Mr. Queso, quick question. Is there any relationship between how many stickers you have on your fly box and how many fish you catch? I'm trying to figure out what my problem is. Tight, li- tight loops. <laughs> Thomas. Well, Thomas, uh, I'd like to say I'm glad you listened to the podcast. I can't really uh, I can't really speak for it too much. I'm only here to answer questions. But uh, I hear they do a fine job. I rarely listen myself. Uh, so a few things you're doing wrong is uh, uh, you need air conditioning because box fans just don't really get the job done. So there's that. Now, as far as the stickers on your fly box, well, uh, there are many debates, uh, a lot of topics covering this in magazines and uh, movies and such. I'm sure you've seen all of the above. But the, the thing you got to remember is that you only put a sticker on your fly box if you have A, caught the fish that is in that sticker, or B, own the product that is part of that sticker's company that made it. Uh, I, there's nothing I hate worse than a man with a bunch of stickers and you don't even know what they're for. Like, if you got a fly box full of disco midges and have a tarpon on the front, somebody should drown you in the river where you fish. Okay? So that's really my only rule. Uh, you might be doing a lot of things wrong uh, that I don't know about. Uh, but as long as you follow these simple rules for stickers on your fly box, I think you'll be just fine. And I just, oh. want, I just want to chime in that Flood Tide does have stickers. So. Oh, they have tons of stickers. Have but I suggest you buy the ones that are appropriate for the box that you're putting them on, as well as if you've caught the fish, you can't be putting a permit on your box if you ain't caught a permit. End of story. All right. This is for next one. Okay. Oh, oh. Easy, easy, Paul. I'm pulling it out of the just, sack. Yeah. Easy with my sack. It's sensitive. <laughs> you're going to tear the sack. Don't tear the sack. All right. <laughs> this, this one's from Paul. <laughs> All right, Paul, professional now. You're on a radio show. I can't. 
<laughs> is, am I gonna have to? Do you need me to get I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I, I, I am working with this amateurs. Is from, this is from Paul Dudley. Yeah. Hi, Paul. 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 Keep up. I can't do it. I'll read. Give me the question. No, wait, hold on. Let me do uh, yeah, well, it. Will, Will has the radio voice. Uh, let Will do it. <laughs> Keep up the sessions, gents. Uh, there has been a great addition to my workday listening and keeping me entertained. Also, like the interesting or disturbing photos y'all pair with each session. It keeps me on my toes when my boss walks up to my desk. Question for Mr. Queso. You ever fish behind the shrimp boats down there? Paul Dudley. Well, yeah, uh, obviously, um, because it, I mean, oh, where we where we live is a giant desert. Uh, once you leave the, the the creeks and such, so uh, you know, just like when inshore, if I want to find a good tailing flat, I look for all the boats. Well, if I'm offshore and I want to look for all the fish, I look for the giant you know dumpster that is dumping off all the dead stuff that they scrape off the bottom, because uh, you know there's gonna be fish behind it. That fish like shrimp just as much as we like shrimp. Uh, so yeah, of course I do. We catch all kinds of sharks and uh, turtles and and stuff occasionally by accident. But you know, we were. Release them clean. Uh, it makes for good. The, the families on board love it. Nothing better than bringing a big loggerhead turtle on board and letting a little kid ride it for a few minutes and then throwing it back. So, yeah, uh, I make it a common practice to uh, chase the shrimp boats. It's a lot of fun if you just, you know, don't like real fishing. So uh, I, I tend to do that quite often. Yeah, thank you. That was a good question, actually. Um, and sorry about the pictures. Uh, that's Paul's fault. <laughs> and Williams. All right. <laughs> Richard, I got one for you. This is from Todd Solomon. Solomon, the wisest man who ever lives. Mr. Todd Solomon asks, Richard, as the weather gets nicer and the boat ramps start stacking up with the John P. family from Monk's Corner on their annual boat outing, how do you keep from losing your proverbial shit while waiting on them to either get the boat in or out of the water? Well, uh, what was his name, Todd? Todd Solomon. Hi, Todd. Hi, Todd. Uh, well, as, as usual with Richard Cato, people always assume they know what I'm going to say. Uh, and, and they usually assume that I'm going to be on the side of, of uh, egotistical douchebags like yourself at the boat ramp. Uh, so let me, let me tell you how you could help losing your proverbial shit. I don't know. Perhaps get out and offer a hand, uh, a helpful tip. I myself have pulled many of folks' car up a little bit because they were too far down, you know, and the boat's floating all over the place and you can't get it to lock onto the ramp. Well, you could do something about that you can walk out and say hey sir uh I see you're having problems. May I assist you? Um, now, if he tells you to go fuck yourself or something terrible like that, and by all means, lose your shit. You know, crack a beer, do whatever you need to do. Uh, but but I think we all need to be a little more friendly. Yeah, th- th- it is Joe Schmo family from uh, Monk's Corner on their, their annual boating trip, which means that annual boating trip is a lot more important than your bi-weekly boating trip because it's the only one they take all year. So maybe if somebody were to say, hey, here's the way that you pull into the dock using the tide and whatnot, all the knowledge that you apparently have because you lose your shit sitting in your truck. How about you take that and put it into effect and help some people out there? Oh, didn't see that one coming, did you? I like to just sit back and Fuck watch. You, man. Or you can <laughs> <laughs> Or yeah, you could just sit back and watch. That's always the other thing, but at that point, just don't lose your shit. Okay, uh, they've ran out of talking, so I'm gonna read my last one. Uh, this is from Max Trent. Uh, Rich, what does your fishing beverage of choice say about you as an angler? Tight lines and screaming drags. Well, Trent, I don't even know what you drink, but I can tell a lot about you as an angler from that sig line you just used, and that's all terrible. Uh, 
Well, I, I really don't see what, because uh, I, I drink lots of different things on the boat. It, and it's not so much me as an angler that's being reflected as, as much as my fishing day. Uh, for example, every morning I like to start off with a hot steaming cup of coffee because I'm optimistic about life and I think I'm going to catch something. By midday, if I'm doing all right and everything's going fine and I'd like to stay sharp, then I'm just going to stick with the beer because it's cold, it's delicious, it keeps me hydrated, and I can keep on fishing all day. But if the fish ain't biting, well, you always got the handle of the old brown water in there, and you can just get angry and throw shit at them all day. And it's just, you know, it's really not about you as a fisherman so much as what's going on. So I suggest bringing multiple beverages for multiple situations, okay? So to recap, coffee in the morning. Beer when things are good, and liquor when you're pissed off at life. Okay, that's just a general rule for everything, I believe. Okay. It, yeah. Well, what? I don't like the way I talk, Bob. <sighs> I think you're so kind of hard on Todd. <laughs> so, Richard, I wanted to go. Uh, I wasn't that hard on Todd. Todd was being hard, hard on the. Y- you were hard on. You Todd. gotta be friendly at the boat ramp. Todd is mad. He wants to get out on the water and Joe. Well, Todd John needs the chill. Well, that's not my problem, and it's not the problem for Monk's Quarter either. They don't know any better. Why not help them? Damn, I've helped a lot of people at the goddamn boat ramp. So help people. Everybody that where we go, they uh, say they love Richard Case. They want to get more Richard Case too. So I wanted to go through some of your schedule where you're coming up, where people can find you. Oh yes, please do. So uh, I got your schedule here. I got it from your people. So April 10th, you're at the Low Country Kids Expo in Mount Pleasant. I do love children. Yeah. Uh, April 10th. I have my van out back with. uh, uh, sign we got a good later. sponsor if you need another van. Uh, I heard that. April 23rd, Taste of the Coast in North Myrtle Beach. Uh, Myrtle Beach is a classy joint. We also have you May 12th through the 14th in Leesville, South Carolina for the South Carolina Poultry Festival. Well, there's nothing better than a good bird. Mm-hmm. Then you uh, get in the car and uh, you the make van. A, a, hell, a van, a hell of a little tour. You go May 14th in Columbia. You go to the Midlands Mom Rock Expo. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, the moms love me. I'm, I like to think I'm like a stepfather to a lot of children out there. And then you pack it up for or a final, father. <laughs> then you pack it up. Not for that the, I'm aware of. Then you pack it up for the final two days uh, in Char- North Charleston for the Intergalactic Bead Show. Well, Ooh, hey, if you deny the importance of beads in fishing, well, they, you just never been fishing. And then you wrap it up uh, for Alaska. the next couple months. Uh, June 25th in Columbia, the Midlands Baby Kids and Family Expo. Once again, children love Richard Catho. And Are you ever going to find time to come back here? No. Uh, well, I have to, Paul. Well, next week. Well, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but I've been parking the van out back and plugging in my lines to your sewer and your and your power. But uh, yeah, we so noticed. I'll be around uh, until I find somewhere else to park the van. But yeah, for now, yeah, uh, I'm I'm kind of in your driveway. Oh, I missed one. Miss Case, uh, was not March twenty fifth. He's at the Governor's Frog Jump in Springfield, South Carolina. If you if you've never seen a bunch of frogs line up and start jumping around and chasing each other, you have not lived. Also, uh, April first to the second, Lamar, South Carolina, downtown. Lamar Egg Scramble Jamboree. That, hey, the, downtown Lamar is one of the most pleasant places you. Well, have next ever week been is about. our Easter episode. Easter. Oh, I know. And then right after that, he's hitting Greer, South Carolina, for the Spring Skunk Music Festival. Yeah, just watch. Mm, that's the, a good you, you one. You just that gotta a good stay. One. That's that's yeah. a good one. There, it's yeah. a great music festival, but just stay in front of the skunks. Okay, always in front of the skunks. All right. Well, let's. Uh, right. Well, I love y'all. Yeah, we, loud. we love you, Casey. Thanks, Casey. Bye, guys. I love you. I'll see you later. All right.
Wait. Are you doing our wait, outro wait, music? Wait, wait, no. Wait, what? Nobody gets to outro anything because Richard oh, has not told you how to email Richard Queso for oh, your questions God. to make it out of the show. See? All right, so we just answered all these questions. They were real questions from real people. And those real people all get 20% off of one order from FloodTideCo.com. If you would like to get 20% off of FloodTideCo.com off of a single order, you can email me or send me a message on Facebook at the Barely Live Sessions Facebook page. You can also email us at info at FloodTideCo.com. Dot com with an obvious tagline that says something along the lines of Richard Queso. And we will uh, look through it. If we decide to use your question for the show, you get 20% off of anything you would like to buy from the Flood Tide Company. Mm. So, uh, yeah, this show is not possible without you asking questions. Please, please ask questions. And before we hit this, I got a uh, quick email back from your assistant. They, she really wanted me to tell, tell the listeners about this one show you're doing that's a real personal show that you've been doing for the last 10 years. Oh, I, I know. In Rembert, South Carolina at Greenfield mm. Farms from May 5th to May 8th. Yep. The Black Cowboy yep. Man or Myth Festival. Hey, you know, there's nothing more important to Get me than more my details. soldiers in yes. there and what they did out in the, the West. The Black Cowboy Man or Myth Festival. And they're so, not a myth. There's a bubble break the mystery. Of course, I'll see you there again, Richard. So, uh, thanks for coming by. Yep. Bye, guys. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. Let's all go inside. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. It's all good. Well, Jesus. Oh, Richard. We're towards the end here. Richard's back out in his van now. Where did Doug go? The bathroom, the bathroom or something. He had to go fix oh, his he, hair or something. Did Richard go in there and help him? <laughs> he might have. I wasn't paying attention. Well, we did it. We did Once again, one. we did it. Hour and 40 minutes. Hey, that's sub two hours. That seems fair. Yeah, it's good. that's a good time zone. Yeah. It was a Nazi. <laughs> it was a Nazi man. All right, so next week, Easter episode, whatever that means. Are we going to come up with some Easter uh, we got topics? A, yeah, we, we got a week. Bunnies, Jesus. Dude, yeah. 78. Baskets. 1978 was my best ever Easter uh, egg hunt. We'll talk about that. Yeah, you got We got to get down on that. Seventy. Doug, Doug won't be with us, so say bye, Doug. Two thousand eight was mine. Bye, Doug. We'll see you when you're married, buddy. Wait, where will I be next in week? Oh shit! Do you yeah, want to take that you. comment back? So no, that you're sorry. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I'll be on my honeymoon. <laughs> I will. When we sign off here, we'll help. Getting you with your, busy. We'll help you with your nuptials when we sign off here. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna help Doug All write right, his, his nuptials. All right, what's done? See y'all. Barely live. <laughs> Scoff, flood tide. Sook it, sook it now. <laughs>